Today is Friday, December 8th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Dozens of Hamas terrorists surrender as Israel tightens its grip on Gaza. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. Email quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. You know the drill. Joining me now on this Friday edition of the Quick Start Podcast, get through that news of the cray Tragon Phillips Billy is quasi off today we got a main thing from him to today but he is on assignment uh, so he he will not be joining us for the rest of the podcast but joining us will be Tragon Phillips what's up Trey happy Friday what is up another week in the bag there we you know? go I Weekend just can't believe that it's yes December 8th like it's cruising 2023 is, is wrapping up the year has flown the month is flying <laughs> crazy the, the old saying especially as a parent this is what i've heard many times from older parents that tell us the days are long the years are short very true a very very true adage so uh trey i've got to get right to the tease for your focus story though i mean this is a mouthful and i gotta say when i saw the headline a satanic abortion clinic i thought first and foremost that's a little redundant but secondly <laughs> uh it's getting a lot of press what's going on here well, yeah, it's getting a lot of press in one magazine in particular. Yes. Cosmo is right. It's this <laughs> obscure, plucked from obscurity, this clinic. Yeah. Uh, but it's getting a lot of praiseworthy coverage from Cosmo magazine, if anybody's still reading that. But yeah. the details are nothing short of disturbing. All right, we'll get to those and we'll find out what apparently one of the writers who attends a satanic temple uh, from Cosmo is, is apparently uh, interested in. So. But it is, it is crazy in this stuff that's actually happening. So we'll dive into that. And on the main thing, also happening, sadly, ongoing persecution in Nigeria. David Curry, CEO of Global Christian Relief, joins us for today's main thing. All that's coming up and more. But first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. Donald Trump appeared in court yesterday. He had some harsh words about the case moving forward against him. Expert witness Eli Bartov reviewed Trump's financial statements and said he found no evidence of accounting fraud. Bartov testified that Trump's financial statements didn't violate accounting principles, and he suggested that anything problematic like a big year-to-year -year leap in the estimated value of Trump Tower's penthouse was simply an error. He said his main finding is there's no evidence whatsoever of any accounting fraud. So Trump responded to that and said, he, meaning Bartov, like everyone else, said, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? This is a political witch hunt. It's meant to influence an election. This also comes from the White House. He said this case should be over. It should be over. And it's a weaponization of justice. And dozens of Hamas terrorists surrendered to Israeli forces in northern Gaza yesterday. They turned themselves in reportedly after being pushed back by the advancing IDF forces. This is according to the Times of Israel. A lot of images show them surrendering. They were There were dozens of them lined up in the streets, sitting in rows with their hands over their heads. And many of them were stripped down to just their underwear. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out more stories over at CBNnews.com. Trey, I feel like there's so much going on with Israel and Hamas. Obviously, the latest there that I just mentioned, all these Hamas terrorists turning themselves in but the trump stuff's kind of going under the radar he's he was back in court yesterday and you have these statements from him again and boy it really does you kind of it's it's things are so crazy right now you almost kind of forget that 
this is the obvious front runner for the GOP to run for president, and he's getting dragged into court. And uh, if it holds up, like what these expert witnesses are saying, and that there's no real evidence of accounting fraud at all, this is really a disturbing time that potentially for politics, we could be dragging people through the court system. Yeah. Well, I also, I don't know about you. I don't know anybody in my sphere of friends or family members who are paying any attention whatsoever to Donald Trump being in court. I, no. I, I don't think it's, people care. This no, is, they don't. I think and, everybody knows that this is 100% a political witch hunt, right. which that should be disturbing to everybody. And I don't Bill, care what your political affiliation yeah. is. I remember when uh, there were the locker up um, chant during uh, Hillary Clinton right, or during uh, when Trump that. was just elected uh, and all the Democrats saying that that's so terrible that uh, we would use the judicial system against a former secretary of state, a potential president, and then, uh, you know, a, a well-known politician, whatever. But now when Donald Trump is the one that's on the stand, it's completely okay to to go after him for all of these you know, different nitpicking things. And that's not to say that Trump didn't do things he shouldn't have. Every politician probably does things they shouldn't do. Uh, but that it rises to the level of being indicted I don't know how many courts. times no, right, yeah. at this it's, point and dragged through the court is just, I think it's preposterous. And right. I, I think it's only, it's only going to help Trump. I think politically. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, Bill Burr, the comedian, he kind of, he was on Jimmy Kimmel's show the other night. I don't watch it. I saw the clip, but he basically said, what, what are, if you're a Democrat, what are you doing? And you don't like Donald Trump. What are you doing? You're making right. him a martyr. So, if handing they, him the keys to the handing, Oval Office. Exactly, exactly. And actually, President Biden was asked about this earlier this week. You know, can you beat President Trump? And are there any other Democrats who can beat Trump? And he turned around and he said, oh, there's about 50 of them. I mean, they really think that they've got it in the back. This is this was kind of my theory, my working theory, thinking about Democratic political operatives. I think they believe that their best chance to win was to to try to thrust Donald Trump back into the to the White House because that's how Biden won in the first place was he wasn't Donald Trump, yeah. right? But now but now with so much pain happening in the country that people can't afford groceries and the interest rates are up and all of the things, gas prices, everything's the crimes going through the roof and that's going to be an all-time backfire. It really if yeah. that was indeed their strategy, which is my hunch because Look, I think their strategy would the thinking behind it would be listen. We it things aren't great right now. So, we how do we win this election? We can't be talking about the things actually going on. We've got to just make it about Trump and people won't want Trump yeah. in and then we'll win. But when things are actually really bad, it's going to get pinned on the president like it or not. And so they're they're in real trouble with this. Well, I think not Trump is what won Biden the White House in 2020. And I think at this point, it's going to be not Biden that's going right. to re-elect yeah. Donald Trump president. Yeah. So yeah. We're, the we're, strategy is not working at all. And I I just saw a post on social media from the White House saying, that, it was a quote from Joe Biden saying, the only reason I'm running is because we have to beat Donald Trump. And I'm not saying that there's a whole lot of great looking Democrats uh, on the board, but I 
Joe Biden is not the, at the top of the list of people who can beat Donald Trump. Even Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run for re-election. Right. So I just thought the irony of Biden saying the only reason he's going to run for a second term is because he has to right. beat Donald Trump. It's like, <laughs> you are, sir, you are not the, no, you are not even, the champion to do that. Nope. And he's even, he's even the one who uh, admitted that he thinks at least lots of other Democrats would in theory be Trump, but the, the polls are showing otherwise that yeah. he's actually not doing well against Trump. Like, and Trump was in fact polling better right now, head to head against Biden than he ever did. I was going to say he's doing better now than he's ever polled. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, that's including the last time they ran against each other. So here we are. We're of course going to keep on it on cbnnews.com, all election news. And of course, all the Israel and Hamas news as well. All right. But right now we're going to move over to the focus story and Cosmo, which I didn't know it was still in print, but this this focus story has informed me of that. They're promoting a satanic abortion clinic. What's the story here? Yeah, so uh, it, for its November-December issue, Cosmo, Cosmopolitan Magazine, uh, ran a really long article as a feature story on what is titled, this is its actual, the clinic's actual name, Samuel Alito's Mom's Satanic Abortion Clinic. Uh, so it's a virtual clinic that's servicing New Mexico, uh, and it will mail abortifacients, abortion pills, to women up until the 11th week of pregnancy. Now, how they confirm that a woman is at the week 11 or prior is, I don't know how they would go about doing that because it's, again, it's a completely virtual clinic that's yeah. not even based in New Mexico, but it's providing pills to women in New Mexico, mailing these pills, which are not safe for a lot of women, uh, can cause a lot of complications outside of the obvious complication, which is the murdering of, a, of an unborn right. child. It can cause a lot of other health issues. And they're mailing these pills, which again, a virtual clinic, who's your follow-up doctor? Who do you go see? So there's no real care for women, which is just an irony because these pills are being provided by leftist groups and leftist organizations who are supposedly all about caring for women and the advancement of women's rights. And this is, uh, again, on top of killing an unborn child, jeopardizing the health of the women taking them. Uh, but that's a whole other story. So uh, the clinic, which is backed by the Satanic Temple, is prescribing the pills at $91 a set, which is a pretty low price um, for, yeah, I mean, because it's that's just cash, you know, no, no insurance is involved and whatever. Uh, but we should also note, Dan, that the satanic temple is not actually religious. We've talked about that before. It's a fringe organization. They're designed essentially to be trolling and mocking, uh, Christians and also advancing pretty leftist ideologies like abortion. Yeah. And they, yeah, like the, like you said, they're not really religious, but they kind of operate under the guise of religion. And in doing so, they kind of suggest that women who get the pills, perform some sort of ritual. What's up with that? Yeah, so before, this is where I think it gets pretty dark and disturbing. So before taking the the first pill in this set of, of abortifacients, the clinic encourages women to go somewhere alone, preferably with a mirror. Not like all of this is covered in the Cosmo story. So it might sound like this is just something dark that somebody made up, but it's actually what this clinic does uh, and then encourages the women to recite what they call this tenet aloud and the tenet is one's body is uh, invaluable subject to one's own will alone which obviously 
goes against Christian teaching, of course, but uh, then after taking the first pill, they should say this, uh, beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Again, kind of ironic uh, because we know through science that life right. begins at conception. There's countless uh, research. There's a lot of evidence, but we can dismiss the, the real science when it's not convenient. So, uh, but then I think the most disturbing part of all of this comes at the end when the woman who's taken the full round of these abortion pills starts then to experience pain and cramping because of the loss of their child. Uh, This is what Cosmo writes. It says, later, once your body expels the aborted tissue, which again is just a ridiculous way of describing a baby, uh, return to your reflection. Focus again on your personhood, your power in making this decision. Complete the ritual by reciting a personal affirmation by my body, my blood, by my will, it is done, which is particularly gross because it's a distortion of scripture. When Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Uh, They're taking those words and really twisting them in a pretty dark, and I would honestly say demonic way. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, why, as I kind of said in jest at the beginning, there's got to be some writer at Cosmo that's actually part of this satanic clinic but why? other than that, why would Cosmo even bother writing this? Yeah, that's what I was seeing online as some of the concern is why is Cosmo, this major magazine, plucking this, uh, this satanic temple, which is already a fringe group, doesn't have a lot of people, even though they get a lot of attention online. So not a, already not a big group. And then they're plucking from obscurity this clinic that's operating under the name of the satanic temple, which is obviously even smaller, only servicing women in New Mexico. So what's, what's the the point in, in talking about this? And I think the reality is that like the disturbing truth is that Satanism and witchcraft and all of those kinds of things have become pretty in vogue. Now it's things that we talk about. It's things that are being mainstreamed. I know Billy has written a ton about this uh, over the years and has talked a lot about this. I, and I think it's easy to laugh off some of it as just being patently kind of ridiculous because a lot of it is absurd. But the sad thing is, is that a lot of people, especially young people, teenage girls are the ones picking up Cosmo magazine and reading it or looking online at the Cosmo website and reading these stories. So it's young teenagers who end up getting pregnant and then they read this kind of content and they are led to believe that this is completely normal and acceptable behavior uh, because they painted in flowery and even scientific sounding language, the abortion, uh, when the reality is, is that it's murder, right? It's, it's yeah. taking a life uh, and then uh, twisting it into something that it's, that it's not, it's not empowering to take the life of a child. No. And it's like you said, particularly insidious that they're kind of mirroring language of scripture and they're preying on people who are lost souls right now that they haven't placed their identity in Christ. And we talked about this in our upcoming interview, Trey with uh, Rosaria Butterfield about these misplaced identities and people, we have a yearning inside that we've been created with that to know our creator, to, to know firmly our identity. But when you don't aim it at the one who created you, you place it somewhere else. You just can't walk around life neutrally. You're going to worship something. And so they're, yeah. they're dangling these carrots out there for, for lost souls. And it's, it's really wicked to bring someone into something uh, like that. But, you know, I can't help but think too about, I mean, we've talked a lot about Bill Maher. He's an atheist. 
you know, so he's not going to agree with us on a lot of things. But he he kind of has been criticizing the woke culture. And one thing he said was that you can't just go around shouting mis things that aren't true. Like like for example, you know, my body, my choice, all these things. That, no, there's another body in there, right? You can't just go about shouting these things and make the reality go away. And he's like, the woke movement just thinks you just got to shout it louder, and it it just makes it true. Well. You can't change truth. You just can't do it no matter how loud you shout it. And so as you're going through the the things and the mantras that they have, I, I feel like it's the same thing. They're sitting there yeah. shouting these lies and just hoping by coming up with catchy slogans, it makes it makes the truth go away. Yeah, well, I think abortion kind of highlights uh, the reality of sin better than a lot of issues yeah. because at the root of pretty much all sin is pride, right? It's arrogance. Uh, I know better than God yeah. does. I know better than what the word of God says I should live, or I know better than what my pastor is, you know, how I've been counseled, you know, whatever, that we always know what's best for our bodies. Um, and I, I think it's just, like you said, we are all as human beings, we're wired to worship. We're made in God's image. We're wired to worship our creator. Uh, but so often the prince and power of the air, Satan is able to convince us um, to do otherwise. It's the same issue that we've been dealing with since the garden with Adam and Eve is I know better. I can choose better for myself. Let me do what I want to do. And what happens is we end up worshiping, worshiping the self, right? Yeah. Abortion is just like the ultimate in worshiping yourself rather than worshiping the Lord. Yeah. Well, um, Look, if anything, if there's any moral of this story, it's do not, do Don't not pick Cosmo. up that <laughs> subscription to Cosmo magazine. Absolutely. I was, I was going to say, I didn't know it was there, but don't be tempted to go, you know what? Yeah. This magazine had some good Does, fashion trends back when I was a teen. Like now. I also have a question. Maybe people can email us back. Does Does anybody subscribe to magazines anymore that they get like the paper copy to their houses right. anymore? I, my parents don't. I haven't in a long time. No, and like yeah, that was something that my family just didn't do a lot. I think I might have got Sports Illustrated back in the day, yeah, but like, even right. even they're getting under fire. I've seen a bunch of articles. They got a whole AI. They're getting mocked for just using AI for their articles and stuff. And everyone's like, "What happened to SI?" But yeah, that was the only one I remember getting um, back at all during the, you know, other than some kids things. So yeah, I don't, I don't know anybody that's getting them either. Cause you can get real nice versions online and they look almost exactly like right. a magazine on your, you know, Microsoft surface or your iPad. So it doesn't yeah. seem like there's a whole but lot of point. If you're still getting a magazine, email us and tell us if you have yeah. any good ones. <laughs> yeah. Quick start podcast at cbn.org. Let us know. Let us know. We'd love to hear, or just say hi. We'd love to hear from that, from you on that front too. But all right. All right, Trey, I appreciate you bringing that one to the podcast today. We're going to head over to the main thing now. And David Curry is the CEO of Global Christian Relief. That's an organization that helps Christians under duress around the globe. There's no shortage of that these days. And he believes a new Pew Research Center report on global Christian persecution likely isn't telling the full story. And Nigeria is one of those places we're seeing a lot of ramped up violence, and the media has largely been quiet about it. Well, Billy sat down with Curry recently, and that conversation is today's main thing. In Nigeria recently, Nigeria is also a location where we are seeing Christians under duress, and it's been very disturbing seeing headlines over the past couple of years that have become international, the stoning of a college student. I could go down the line. There's headlines almost every day, I feel like, at this point. Um, what was your experience like there in Nigeria? Uh, we went to the northeast of Nigeria, where uh, much of the violence is. A global Christian Relief, we have camps there. Of Christians who are driven out of their homes have lost 
everything in many cases. And the stories are dramatic. Nigeria is the most violent, at least in the sense of the countries we can count. I, I, we have to recognize North Korea. There's a lot that goes on we don't know. But it's, it is the most violent that we know of uh, as far as deaths of Christians. And that's because they have at least three, but really more than that, um, extremist groups which target Christians because they see them as infidels. You have Boko Haram, the Fulani, which is a tribal group, but they have the same kind of a theology. And they believe that every land, all the, all the land these Christians live on in some of these uh, more rural areas should rightfully belong to them. And then you have ISIS, West Africa, and amongst others. So you have several groups which target Christians. They target their homes and they are murderous story after story after story. Let me give you one in particular. This precious woman I met, she was blind because she had a gun put to her head that she refused to recant her faith. They pulled the trigger. It did not kill her, but it blinded her as the bullet went through her temple. When this happened, her daughter was with her, collapsed of a heart attack at 21 years of age and died. There's tragedy on top of tragedy on top of tragedy. And when I met with this woman, she was now, this is six years later, but forgiving, present, tried to be joyful, but she had lost everything. The only thing she had left was Jesus. So when I walk amongst these people, I'm humbled by it. I'm touched by it. I'm also inspired that there's something there in the midst of persecution that is refining people's faith. That I want it. I don't want to go through the persecution. I know nobody does, but... but I want to highlight for people that the thing you fear the most is losing everything. Even in the midst of that, Jesus is present. I don't really understand the mystery of it. Yeah. God was oh, present God. with these people. It was touching. I mean, hearing that, I had chills as you were telling me that that story about her, her eyesight. I mean, going through the pain of that, losing her daughter and being able to be forgiving and loving and joyful, that word joyful, that's really what, what got me, um, you know, being there for you, walking through, hearing those stories, and then being home in America, you know, it's so easy to take it for granted. Um, what would you say to those who are listening or watching, they've, they've never gone to Nigeria, they don't know what it's like to face that persecution, how can they be praying for and maybe more aware of the plight that Christians in these sorts of places face? I try to encourage people to to watch the stories. We've got videos, others have them as well, of, of people like this in Nigeria and elsewhere. Because if you see the stories, what happens is you get you observe courage at a distance and you meditate on it and, and the courage and the boldness of that faith. And then you, you bring it close to you and eventually you begin to model it. My brother and I, I, I don't know who started it, but over the years, he's a pastor. We used to remind each other to, the phrase we used was spill the bucket, meaning when you when you live in such a way, there's nothing left in the bucket. It's it's like you, you've got your whole heart into this thing and you're not holding back. That's the feeling I get over Thanksgiving when having just returned from from Nigeria, seeing the depth of the boldness of the fit of the courageous faith. And I think to myself, why am I holding back? Why am I not spilling the bucket? And it, sometimes it's very subtle how we do this. We sort of, you know, edit ourselves from a bold faith. And 
these people have lost everything because they refuse to do that. And the power that they live with in a spiritual sense, even though they lack, they have no power on earth, none. They live in the most rural, simple ways. But it's something I found deeply touching. Well, I would imagine a lot of people who are, are hearing this are also finding it very touching. And as you mentioned, you have videos, stories. Global Christian Relief is constantly putting material out. Where can people go to see those videos to maybe even support your organization? Globalchristianrelief.org. And it's really about inspiring your, you to live a, a deeper faith and to care for and pray for those who are persecuted for their faith. Globalchristianrelief.org. Well, as always, appreciate you taking the time today and joining us. Thank you, Billy. All right, Billy, thanks for that conversation there. And all of us should be praying for our brothers and sisters around the globe experiencing persecution. In this case, we heard about a little bit about those in Nigeria experiencing that. All right, that's going to leave us with time on this Friday edition of the Quick Start Podcast for one Last thing, we're going to take a look at Proverbs 16.2. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Yeah, I think that's a great verse after the focus story we had, right? Because it's so easy to let pride blind us to what the mm -hmm. word of God says we should do. So great reminder, I think, for all of us. Yep, absolutely. Great spot to leave it. Something to marinate on as we head into the weekend. As always, we're glad you're here. Make sure you get on over to cbnnews.com as well. We have great news from a Christian perspective over there, faithwire.com as well. And our CBN News YouTube channel. A lot of content there, a lot of news from a Christian perspective. Lord willing, in that creek don't rise. We shall return Monday with more. God bless. Have a fantastic weekend.